International. movie connoisseurs i hope you saved room for movies because we have a delicious show for you today i am brett the hi-hat doorman and i am courtney look in your heart peterson <laughs> uh yeah as always we've got uh we've got some appetizers for you guys we'll go into our main course today which is the cohen gangster flick miller's crossing that Whoa. was my pick and i'm so happy that i picked it because mostly i picked it because i hadn't seen it in a while and i just wanted to watch it yeah that was the reason why you picked it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it i've only seen it once a long time ago and i was like i really want to check that movie out again let me con courtney into doing a podcast um <laughs> just for this movie particularly exactly uh and uh after we do our main review we'll go into some desserts aka games for you guys we have another exciting tagline throwdown for you um so uh before we get started courtney what movie or thing or show or game or music do you have for the people it's my my pick of the week my appetizer yeah um yeah this week i haven't had a chance to really w- watch too much media but i didn't want to talk about a movie that i saw pretty recently with some friends it's a two- 2013 movie called cheap thrills okay uh, i don't know if you've ever have you ever seen that movie it's got david keckner in it and uh it's it's directed by E.L. Katz. Basically, it's about, you know, David Koechner, right? He's a hilarious, yeah. uh, funny guy. And he uh, he plays, like, a really funny, sadistic, like, maniac. And he's, like, two broke people. Um, he, like, sets challenges against... Uh, they have to, like, challenge each other to, like, win money. But it gets more and more aggressive and crazy throughout it. It's, like, such a weird movie. But it's so good. It's good. Yeah. I think it's really, really good. But it's because it gets so crazy. And you're just, like, it's so intense. It's so dark and funny. And I love, like, funny, dark things. <laughs> I will watch that movie this week. Really? If you watch my movie this week. What is it? <laughs> um, so Why am I scared? You sh- shouldn't be. Um, I, I've heard of Cheap Thrills. It's a Draft House release, right? Yeah, they didn't is. make it, but they released it. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't see it. It sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, it's so um, good. The movie that I saw was, it was, uh, not to get too political. This is not a political show, you guys. The inauguration happened this week, and I was like, I really just want to watch a good anti-government, <laughs> like, just a good anti-government movie that... I just want something that I can get fired up about, but also it isn't too serious. Like not all the president's men or something that's like, Oh wow. Like yeah. that's heavy. So I watched George Romero's the crazies. Oh, the crazy. Have okay. you ever seen it? I've never seen it. It's so good. It's so good. I had no idea. I had seen the remake and the remake is like, it's an average movie. It's a, it, the quality is better than average, but it's just like your average little movie. Yeah. And this movie is like, if you paired this movie up with Dr. Strangelove, you did a double feature, you would have a great time. And I think there's a lot of stuff that are similar. I think there's a lot to compare. I think there's a lot of discussion you to be had. You think they would pair well together? Yes. Watching this, them back to back? Yes. This movie has the uh, the Ants Go Marching On song. Mm-hmm. And it's very like militaristic in its editing of like, you know, all the bomber scenes in Dr. Strangelove. How mm-hmm. like they, they kind of edit in this like documentary kind of footage but it's also like like stanley kubrick's film and it's like you can't really tell what like this movie has a lot of that yeah it's so good oh nice it's so good i'm just glad that you i thought for a second i thought you were gonna say and i want you to watch the inauguration i was like (laughs) what (laughs) from beginning to end you have to watch several hours specifically the msnbc (laughs) coverage Uh like where they're pulling up in the car like everything uh the the 24 hour footage okay unedited raw (laughs) news footage (laughs) that would have been the worst that's how i get my juice um (laughs) nice but uh no i mean so I think one of the things that we're, we are trying to maybe kind of test out, do, I and mean, this is only the second episode, right? So, mm-hmm. is linking each movie to each movie. Mm-hmm. 
So this season, however many episodes that'll be, this season is going to be Coen Brothers. So we're going to review all Coen Brother movies. I think we could cheat if we somehow like found some other Coen Brothers, like C O H E, like you know one of the people who wrote um, Toy Story was like Ethan Coen, but he's not like Ethan <laughs> Coen, so it's like oh one of the Coens <laughs> wrote like a Toy different story. <laughs> um, but this one we're gonna do Miller's Crossing. So, so how did you connect Miller's Crossing to Fargo? Do you have any connections? Well, I mean, other than just, I mean, I guess I, if you, a little bit. I mean, I see the similar actors. I mean, but they're... Right. It's, so, obviously, <laughs> actors will be coming up again and again, like Steve Buscemi. But also, Steve Buscemi, not to spoil Fargo. We'll try not to spoil Fargo, even yeah. though we will do Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Steve Buscemi maybe kind of meets similar kind of fates. Yeah, in this, like, just very unexpectedly violent I was like taken aback like, by Frances McDormand in, in, uh, oh yeah I forgot yeah. she was in it she's, yeah, she's only in, in it for like a minute for like a minute but you're like whoa Almost. totally different character she's a chameleon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, uh, I think the location is very similar in the sense that like the lo- like Miller's Crossing mm, like the very plays, vacant like, it's a very prominent place in the movie but it's only in the movie for two very short scenes whereas Fargo is very prominent it starts off the movie Fargo but that's it you only ever see it for one scene right so it's that's kind of similar yeah that is similar I didn't even think about that uh the language obviously Fargo is a movie that uh it's it's very standard kind of dialogue very uh small talky in its language sometimes but it's colorful because of the uh like minnesota e type accent yeah. they're so good about those little details within the yeah. language and like the slang that they use and if we review one movie which i'm sure we will because i can pick it okay I, it's so good it's my favorite coen brother movie i won't say what it is now but it's so good um <laughs> yes their language and their you their writing is amazing in this movie they don't like there's so many times in this movie where it's basically just one character going like I think you did this, but the language is so colorful. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're playing with language. Yeah, they do a lot of, like, the repetitive, like, uh, these, like, one-liners, too, that I noticed. Yeah. Like, you know, so they have, like, that kind of, like, that theme of, like, oh, you don't... Um, We're not a bank, Jerry. Yeah. But also, this like, one is, like, you don't know anybody, not really, or, right. you know, in Miller's Crossing. They, they yeah. say that multiple times. You so son they, of they, a bitch, Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then, obviously, just, like, cranky old men. the coins are so good at cranky old men but um you've never seen this movie uh no i've never seen it um and honestly because you told me last week you're like okay you need to watch this movie like free of distractions because it's pretty heavy dialogue and i sat down to watch it and i was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) slow down there's so much happening in that first scene that i was like okay i need to like stop it make a pizza and like start over again (laughs) because i was like i didn't realize what i was in for fill myself up with that cheesy goodness (laughs) let my stomach settle (laughs) and fit into this movie that's exactly what it was like i had i had i probably started it two or three times before i was like really in the mindset and ready to like take it in because i knew it was going to be like a heavy film but i hope you didn't fill up on too much cheese i hope you saved room for movies (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh yeah the movie the very first scene starts out with this conversation about ethics Mm mm-hmm I mean, I could just gush. This could just be like the Chris Farley show of like, oh, I remember that part when like, (laughs) it's so like just the way they throw you into the world. But this, uh, this obviously has a beginning, middle and end to this story, but you still feel like, oh, okay, there's, there's, you know, there's this background that every character has. We don't need to know every background of every character, how they interact with each other and, and, and all that is good enough. Yeah, they like throw you to the wolves in it. Like you're just like you're really thrown into the story, thrown into Oof. everything right away. Yeah. Um, so it starts out. I'm, I have names written down, but if we use actor names and character names interchangeably, I don't. <laughs> That's care. just what we do. <laughs> so Johnny Casper wants to bump off Bernie right. because anytime Casper lays a bet with Bernie, Bernie spreads it around, and the odds go to chisels them. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> um, and the great thing is Leo, the sort of head of the town, like the mayor of the town yeah, without he actually runs being things. the mayor. Yeah, he runs things. I run this town. Uh, he looks to Tom, our main character, and mm-hmm. Tom just gives him this shrug of like, yeah, that's fine. It's, <laughs> like Bernie, we can lose Bernie. Anyone can lose Bernie. But Tom says no, and that throws everyone for a loop. And... Uh, 
it, it gets this whole thing started. What I think is crazy about this movie is this whole movie is about one character not wanting to kill one guy and how many people die because of that. I know, that's so true. <laughs> like, if they, and I mean, you know, spoilers from Miller Crossing, but yeah. in the end, Bernie dies. Yeah. So in the end, the, like the thing that they're trying not to do so much in this first scene Happens ends up anyway. happening anyway. Yeah, exactly. So many useless deaths in this movie. It's such a great movie. <laughs> I was just doing it in a rat, like a. <laughs> I was just doing my interpretation of the shot with a Tommy gun, where everyone just flails around with their arms. It was making me laugh so much. Uh, it, yeah, that scene is complete. Yeah, completely ridiculous. But well, um, yeah, well, I like in the first scene too how they have so they introduce Leo and Casper, and then uh, Tom and uh, the Dane, and then the Dane, right? So like those are like all pretty hot headed. And you have characters. the two, you have the two main bosses, and yeah. then they're like sidekicks, right? Exactly. Right. But like Tom obviously seems like the very like he's very level. He doesn't seem to be. He seems like pretty boring compared to all the other characters in the right. movie, which is what I kind of noticed. I was like, why <laughs> he's just, he's such a straight character, but like he causes all the problems <laughs> I don't know. yeah it's he's rubber and everyone else is glue yeah exactly so, <laughs> um so one of the thing, my favorite part about this scene though is when tom uh no when leo accuses the dane of laying off the bets just as like well it could be anyone it could be the dane and the dane takes such great offense to it he's like what do you think that means? And he like he gets way too offended about it because the dane is just an angry he's just like a angry dog human being <laughs> uh and then and then uh Leo's like, let it drift. Like, that's your first kind of sign that, like, this movie, they're never going to say, like, they're always going to say what they mean, but they're never going to say it in a way that is quote unquote normal. Yeah, or like modern. Yeah. Let it drift. <laughs> yeah, I loved some of the things that they use. What was it like? You gotta get your flunky and and dangle. I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Did not understand what that meant. Uh, it's, but yeah, I mean, you kind of know, you know, based on context, you kind of know. It's like Attack the Block. Yeah. Didn't we talk about that movie last time? Yeah, well, yeah, I think we might have. Um, it's like that. We're like, I don't speak young teen British slang but I yeah. get it yeah it's true I kind of get it <laughs> but I just like it I, I, yeah I do love it what a like it made me think about like all like those prohibition like slang terms like that they use back then like do you like can you think of any that are like I think of ones that are funny all the time now watching it like a like dame being a, a woman or twist being a woman apparently dame is good it, it's always fun when like my girlfriend loves when like women get slapped in old movies. <laughs> okay, so, uh, it's just it, it, like you know this woman comes in and is like back talking some man. And it's just like psh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and I do love you know when when guys talk about women in these movies like ah that dame over there. But the adjective <laughs> that I love is dizzy. Oh, I love dizzy. when they say oh that dizzy dame. Like dizzy is <laughs> such a great. <laughs> It's not really like a swear word, but yeah. it's an insult. But it's such a lovable insult. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's uh, she got all dizzy. She doesn't know which way is up. <laughs> yeah, do like, you have a? Do you have? A, is there any specific one in this movie or? Um, I mean, I, I mostly just like yeah. I mean, that one was one. The 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 on a dangle was one. I think I don't know if they mentioned it in this one, but I just like looked this up because I was looking at prohibition slang and I like right. the one called nippers, which is for handcuffs. I'm sure oh. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. And then uh, a, a rub out, mm. which means in the prohibition area means killing. Right. So, <laughs> we're gonna like, rub them out. We're gonna rub them out. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's there's a lot of killing. Like to to whack someone off is you know. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of there's a lot there's of a lot of killing terms that are also uh, <laughs> questionable sexual terms. <laughs> I love how you brought up like the women getting like slapped or or in the movie though because I love like in this movie you see that kind of happened but you also see like the character Verna like punch Tom so not hard a, in the not face not a slap not a shove she straight up cold cocks him like yeah, just like, knocks him out knocks him down. <laughs> not too hard to do to a drunk but <laughs> yeah right. she she lays it on him yeah it was so good um sorry I'm off track no that's right and then I'd love the other thing I love is John Polito sets up this thing about like anytime someone doesn't think he's serious he gets so red in the face yeah. and he's like are you giving me the hi-hat yeah and his like face starts shaking and it's like he's like sweating and stuff I, oh 
I said I said hey serious I guess and my Siri my Siri uh, went nuts never works when you need it to never well you got a new iPhone right. so you know you're still working out the kinks yeah. maybe <laughs> I haven't put Siri in her place uh, listen Siri you dizzy so we wake up we get the credits yeah. the the uh, famous hat shot how did yeah. they do that hat shot no one knows I don't think yeah I don't it's know it's not CGI it was, it was in the 90s this was before Jurassic Park that's a lot of you know what I mean fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have so, no idea uh, so they uh, Tom wakes up hungover he puts a bet on Thunderclap, which is great because we only see that get called back in a headline, like a very small headline. So this movie is so dense mm-hmm. that if you're not paying attention, like you'll just miss out on some of the spice, some of the flavor. Yeah, there's yeah. so much I missed out on. <laughs> um, uh, Tom's missing his hat, so he has mm-hmm. to go to Verna's to get his That's hat. going to introduce to Verna. Verna is romantically involved with Leo. She's like a third his age. Yeah. It doesn't matter because she's a grifter. <laughs> yes. She's looking for a mark, so to speak. Right. At first I was like, oh, she's a badass. Like, she's so cool. Like, she's manipulating these people and she's like, loves her family. And she I'm is like, manipulating Leo. Yeah, she is. But she can't manipulate Tom. Tom, Tom is unmanipulatable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true and it's it's weird that they got so romantically involved like her character throughout like there was so many random things about her character that i was like what like when she when nothing was random in this movie yeah i mean just yeah that's true nothing was random but i was like there's that one moment where bernie's describing her like in the like, oh yeah or feeling like molested well, her brother was or a, something. i was watching a behind the scenes thing and i think there might be like a subplot or backstory where bernie is gay so that's the thing that I missed too because I was reading that too and I was like the whole first scene they actually set up the that that Dane is also homosexual and Bernie uh, and their lover uh, both of their lovers is is, is mink. mink. Yes. So I was like I didn't even catch it until after I've watched it till like Whoa. honestly like to r- very shortly before I got here. I was like what? What? Yeah. There's so many of those subplots where you just don't even realize. But I don't know if that's <clears throat> Like, that's great that the movie has that in mind because yeah. I think it adds so much motivation to the characters, but I don't know if that's something you could actually read from the movie. That's yeah. like, uh, I read once that in Heat, Al Pacino has like a like a cocaine addiction because mm-hmm. he's got to do so much coke to keep up with all the crazy L.A. violence. Yeah. But never in the movie is it explicit or even implicit that he is actually doing coke in any regard. So, like, I think that's like... It's a cool thing oh, that the movie has in its back pocket, but I don't know that you could ever actually infer that from the movie. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if there was like a, a line in the first scene where they say like, oh, well, he, like, they're talking about Mink and, or talking right. about Bernie and they said something to Dane about, I don't know, they made some kind of like, you know, like a little innuendo towards it. Right, and, and that's then, why he gets so serious yeah. and that's let it drift. <laughs> right, like, right, right. I'm just, I'm just. But playing. then it, like it totally ma- made the movie so much more like layered once I was like, oh, well then. Okay, so it's way different that Bernie killed Mink, and then right. I was like, "Whoa!" And it's way different that they that it's that Tom keeps implying that they're betraying each other, right? Because if there's this love triangle going on, then it's like who's going to come out with who? One of them has to die, and all three of them don't want to die. So yeah. Um, so we we the the big thing about Verna's is we get this introduction where Verna and Tom have a very antagonistic relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. But they're also doing it. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> describe this as a love story. <laughs> well, I'm going to make an argument for that later. But um, yeah, so uh, first of all, Marsha Gay Harden is great. She's um, so good. Uh, but the big thing is, Verna goes back to his house. And that's where we get the whole Rug Daniels thing and the tail thing. But we go to Leo visiting Tom and Leo saying, hey, listen, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to, I'm really seriously going to stick up for Bernie. And Tom, with Verna in the next room, and Leo doesn't know, disses Verna and her family. that She's got grifter parents. Her parents were grifter parents. They're going to have little grifter kids. Calls her a tramp or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's so, it's crazy just... So, yeah, so he's trying to convince him to, like, not care about Verna so much that maybe they could just kill Bernie and get it over with. Is that Tom's motivation, kind of? Yes. Yeah. Because, again, if they do that, it's done. Right. They don't have to go through all this rigmarole. (laughs) Exactly. Um, 
So we get this idea of Rug Daniels. So after Leo leaves, we cut to the dog, which is a great shot. It's such a lovable little confused dog. And then we cut to the kid, and then we cut to the dead body, and we're like, whoa. Yeah. Who is this man? The kid takes the hair. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very, like, the Coens are just great at milking that humor out of the weirdest things because the kid takes the hair, and then in the very next scene, um, Tom goes to Leo's office and they're like, they took his hair. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> so, These kids. <laughs> so it was, and then it's like, oh, maybe it was an Indian or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, so, right. Um, uh, but the cool thing is, Odul, the police chief, and the mayor are in his office, which we get to see a couple more times in the movie. But uh, they get the idea that. Um, uh, you get the idea that, you know, again, Leo is running this town. He, mm-hmm. he has those people in his back pocket. And Leo starts to set up the quote-unquote first body blow. I, I kept thinking right. they said buddy blows. Like, <laughs> you trade buddy blows. <laughs> like, oh, hey, buddy, hey, bloody, buddy, buddy. Hey. Like, this one guy at work is always kind of like punching me in the stomach as like a joke. Like, oh, hey, buddy. But he always does it too hard. And like, I can't oh. tell him don't do that because I don't want to look like a wuss. Oh. <laughs> please stop hitting like, me. I still want to be your buddy, but can you stop hitting me? <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, they. Um, yeah. They, this leads up to my favorite scene ever. <laughs> Whoa! But before that, so you had this, I, you had this question of, like, a modern movie maybe because this, this, all this dialogue is very heavily gangstery, right? Right. Like this is thirty minutes into the movie, we have, um, or no, this isn't thirty minutes in, but we we're a few scenes in, and we have like, oh, this is not gonna slow up this is this whole movie is going to be like this this the whole time yeah so you had that question about um oh yeah so you're talking about like uh the the so i thought about like what the what the badasses and all that well no the other one of um if you could pick any modern movie to make it a 30s gangster movie Oh, yeah. I don't think I had this question, but that's a great question. You did have this question. It was right after your slang question. Oh, I see. Do you have a movie? Do I have a movie? Um, I'll tell you my movies. Yeah, tell me your movies. Obviously, Looper. Looper is kind of heavily influenced by this kind of like, oh, they speak old school. (laughs) And I really like the movie Constantine, which we'll hear more about later in the other questions that you asked. But the movie that I picked was, did you see Under the Skin? That Scarlett Johansson movie. Mm. I forgot who directed it. What's it about? It's about she's like an alien and she. Oh, she's like kidnaps. the smartest person. Or no, no okay. that's Lucy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, fine. No, I haven't seen it. So Under the Skin is a great movie. Every person that I've recommended it to has hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Um, it is a very hard to recommend movie. But uh, basically, she's an alien, and like she's kidnapping these people, and she's seducing them, and then it's. But it's very bizarre. It's very good. It has very minimal dialogue in it. But I thought, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the dialogue that we did here wasn't just, hey, where are you going to my house? Oh, okay, cool. Do you want to get in my van? No, I don't. Okay, cool. Bye. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be cool if it was more gangster? More gangster, yeah. Right. Another example I thought was like, like Brick kind of does that too, right? Is yeah. that another movie with? Justin? I love that movie. Yeah, I like that movie too. Yeah. They do a lot with that. Yeah, Ryan Johnson, who did Looper, of course. Oh. I didn't even think of Brick when I wrote down Looper. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, that's a really good one. I don't really. Yeah. I can't really think of one right now. Well, if you think of one. Yeah, I will. I'll Just come back to know. it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we get to uh, the bartender who, who pops up here. And I would just love that this bartender is like, he's the bartender in yeah. town. Like, wherever you, there's a bar, he's the bartender. <laughs> but we get the scene of, um, of Tom going into the bathroom. And he's basically calling Verna out. He's like, listen, you need to cut this shit out or Mm -hmm. else I'm going to do it for you. And what's crazy is he does before the end. It's not like this big reveal at the end of the movie of like, hey, listen, we're sleeping together. Or it's not like Leo finds out. And then it's like, hey, I know something that you don't know. Ah, Like Tom just flat out says it. Yeah, tells Leo to his face like this is what happened. Uh, But she's like. You you wouldn't do that. And yeah, she punches him because she's then, like, it's gonna be bad for you too. And, yeah, but and it is bad for him. It is, but Tom can deal with it. Mm-hmm. He's unflappable. Unflappable. Unflappable Tom. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so then we get to Tom's house. He's in his home. He's uh, He's got his gambling debt. I think he's on the phone trying to settle that up. He's always gambling oh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. What I love is that he, he bluffs his way throughout this entire movie. He never knows... Like, he, the thing is, he always knows the angle, but the thing that other characters don't know is he never knows more than, like, two or three steps ahead. He's just so good at figuring it out as he goes along, and he never reveals his emotions that mm-hmm. you always think it's planned. But there's some things in this oh, movie yeah. that you couldn't plan for, but he just, he goes with the flow. He's quick about it. Unflappable Tom. He's got a good poker face for a movie about gambling. Yeah, but he's terrible at gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tom. Yeah, what a conflict of character. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he goes and then he's, the the thing about that is he he's in the chair talking about the debts. And then we cut to Bernie's in the chair. Yeah. What? And like you, Tom never even reveals it to the audience that there's someone else in the chair. He's looking dead at the chair talking about his gambling debts. Yeah. And then Bernie's like, hey, hey yeah, Bernie. What's up? <laughs> and yeah, you got the thing of like, uh, you know, when she's like, uh, I love when he says like, hey, you know, your sister has nice, he, he badmouths his sister. Yeah. And then he's like, well, your sister speaks highly of you. He's like, yeah, well, you got to sleep by your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I actually love uh, John Turturro in this so much. I think he, like his, that character, it's so amazing to me. Him and Casper too, like or the, the, the two characters I thought were just yeah. like brilliant acting. And all the other characters play it real Gangstery. Mm-hmm. I think J.E. Freeman yeah. as the Dane is unbelievable. That's true. He's so cool. But yeah, like he's like Bernie he's such is such a slimy, a, like yeah, weaselly. Like he's perfect uh, for it. <laughs> um, this is the first time we hear the line, "What's the rumpus?" It comes up. How many? What do you think? What do you think happens more? Do you think that the movie has a higher body count, or they say, "What's the rumpus?" More? Huh. Mm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna definitely say body count. Yeah, it's, it's almost like twice as much. <laughs> like maybe a handful of times they said what's the rumpus? Yeah, it's like about, I, I counted seven, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the body count of this movie is fourteen. Okay, so <laughs> uh, the Coens a pretty high body count for you. Don't think of them as like a Tarantino. Oh, they they are in line with Tarantino. Like you don't think of them as like oh everyone dies, but a lot of people die. Yeah, in very gruesome ways. Like, like they don't terrible ways. Uh, but. I don't know if you know this. In the first Avengers movie, Bruce Banner, at one point, he's fiddling with Loki's little stick, I think, is the scene. And, and, yeah. and Iron Man comes in, and he's like, what's the rumpus? Oh, he Whoa. says the line from this movie. So is it from this movie? Specific? Like, is it a... Or do, or do you I think, think well, was, so rumpus just means, like, commotion. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, what's happening? Like, hey, what's, what's going on? Uh, this, like, I think this movie, if you said it, like, what's the rumpus? People would go, oh, is that from Miller's Crossing? But if... So that, like, What's the Rumpus made its way into a big, super-duper franchise movie. Like, the Avengers thing is, like, the most franchisiest franchise. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick the Coens to direct any franchise, mm-hmm. like, mega franchise. Oh, mega franchise? Well, why? What did you pick? Well, no, I mean, I have... They're, I mean, they're mega. I had, like, two that I thought of for this. One is, like, a really mega. The other one is still pretty mini mega (laughs) (laughs) it's a mega mega mini mega (laughs) like if the coen brothers could could take over a franchise like the first one i went to was i thought about like harry potter (laughs) that'll stick with me okay (laughs) i mean okay and there's death in harry potter too it could be a little more gruesome if i'm being honest it could have been a little better yeah with all those little flying things and uh, i feel like aesthetically it fits in with their you know what i mean like aesthetically like their like pe- their period pieces okay. like they're okay. kind of like costume i was like yeah that kind of fits yeah. and then i thought the, the matrix <laughs> <laughs> you know oh like switch out the wachowski brothers with the cohen brothers and see what that was because they always do like uh yeah i'm an idiot but they always <laughs> do they always do like period pieces from the past a lot of the time right. it'd be funny to see them do something from well, the, the matrix future. has this like retro cyberpunky type of yeah they'd make it like nostalgic and it would be interesting to see them do a, <laughs> a future sci-fi movie yeah and how like i picture something like uh what's that movie brazil mm. that brazil which is like weird and bizarre but it works and it fits yeah. so what about you what would you pick i think well so the coens this is kind of like a spy movie right okay so, and the Coens also wrote Bridge of Spies. They co-wrote with Steven Spielberg's team, Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. If they did Mission Impossible, 
first of all, Tom Cruise has worked with some of the best directors ever. <laughs> and I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> all all that stuff aside. Tom Cruise? I, Tom Cruise is one of my top three favorite actors. Really? Yes. Okay, can you tell me the other two real quick? I'm just... Can you just real quick? No, because it takes time to explain. Okay. Benicio Del Toro. Tom Cruise is a very robotic actor, right? <laughs> yeah. And I love that Like every facial movement, everything is so pre-planned out. He's workshopped his performance so much. Uh-huh. It doesn't feel natural. It feels robotic. But I like that. Mm. Benicio Del Toro is the more natural actor. I, any movie he's in, he is fantastic yeah he's amazing uh and then my third one is arnold schwarzenegger okay i think arnold schwarzenegger has the x factor of what it takes to be a movie star you put arnold schwarzenegger in any movie one he's going to give you his all which i think is true about benicio and tom but arnold schwarzenegger is going to sell you on the craziest like there's an alien in the woods killing people that's so stupid how many times have you seen a bad horror movie or a bad action movie where the actor just is also bad in it Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to sell you on <laughs> an true. alien being in the woods. He's going to sell you on I'm a kindergarten cop. He's going like, to take you on that ride regardless. You're right. going to go. I think he's so great. <laughs> yeah, I actually just saw that movie with him, the zombie one. What's that one? Oh, someone else just recommended that to What's me. That? Maggie. Maggie. Or, that yeah. was so good. He was so emotional and like such a sad dad. <laughs> I, like, I don't like sad Arnold. Yeah, he was a sad dad in end. I was like, well, I, like <laughs> I like violent rage-filled <laughs> Arnold. Yeah. But I think Mission Impossible... One, the movie's got that, like, that syndrome of, like, oh, we have to save the world even more and even more and even more. So the sequels are just getting so much more ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I think they've been able to make good movies up till now. But, like, with Mission Impossible 6 coming out, are they going to jump the shark? Mm. I don't know. But, like, wouldn't it be awesome if they rebooted the tone of the franchise without actually having to, like, do a reboot? And the, the Coen's could do a low-key spy movie where you take away the craziness and you go back to the actual spy craft. Mm, and just like the oh, the planning so it cool. out and yeah. the, the execution of it, like more in detail. Yeah, that's, that's that would be great. That is really good. You took that way more seriously than I did. I was like, what's, what would be funny? <laughs> what would be like a funny thing if they took over Harry Potter? Uh, <laughs> what was that dangle? Like dangless <laughs> hi-hattis? <laughs> uh, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I missed I missed the wave and then I was like I don't want to get up. No, I get so it. So we go to the streets and um, and uh, he uh, Tom gets a, a visit from Casper's men. So then we go to his big scene with Casper and Casper's like, listen, I'm going to try to buy you off. He's yeah. like, I'm going to do what th- I'm, I'm going to do this anyway, and this money is to is for you to ease over Leo. So I'm going to do it without your permission anyway. And mm-hmm. Tom, what I love is that even though Tom doesn't agree with Leo, he 100% backs him up. Yeah. He's like, "You, that is a bad idea. Yeah. So then we get the funny scene of like, I'm going to beat you up. And like, wait, let me take off my coat. And then he hits him. <laughs> and then the other guy comes in. Like the shorter, older guy is really the muscle. Who's an actual is, badass. Yeah. I was like, what? Takes the chair, throws it away, <laughs> slugs him in the gut. Uh, <laughs> it's very dude. unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what the hell Tom yeah and uh, before they can really get into it the cops raid which was set up earlier when they were visiting the office so um, I love when he goes out and he he visits the chief and again Tom is like listen if you don't do this we'll find someone else who can he disagrees with him uh, and and you know he's like hey I'm just speculating about a hypothesis here (laughs) um but uh, then we get into Verna's. This, oh my God, the Coens, this whole movie is so good. Let, yeah. so, let's, so he goes into Verna's. She tries to shut the door. He puts his foot in. Oh, he, yeah. He, he goes in. So she doesn't want him there. He breaks into her house. She calls the cops. He takes the phone. He dismisses it. But they use that to naturally segue into, hey, I want to put a police unit outside of Leo's. So natural, like you don't even know what's happening. Very seamless. And then later when Leo's like, I don't need any help. And he's like, well, didn't you have any cops there? Like, I don't need to have cops. I I didn't ask for any. Well, mm-hmm. I did. And then Leo's like, wait a minute. Or Tom's like, wait a minute, thinking in his head, wait a minute. Why did, why weren't the cops there? You know why. Because O'Doyle and the chief are also mm-hmm. in bed with... Casper. Casper. This movie is so good. It's so much double crossing and little intertwining things. It's hard to keep track of all of them. Um, but 
this is where Tom accuses Verna of Rugg's death, which is wrong, but mm. it leads us to the right answer, which later we find out Mink killed him as just a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is also where you get that line that you mentioned before where, like, uh, nobody knows anybody, not that not, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, great line. Yeah, it's such a great line. And this is the first of, like, the rule of threes where Verna is calling Tom out saying, like, you know, have a heart, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, admit that you have a heart. Yeah, or yeah, that's right. And then we get that scene later, right before Tom goes to Bernie, and then Bernie's like, look into your heart. Look into your heart. Look what your heart? heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so great. There's a lot of great moments where, like, right before someone shoots someone, they get in a good one-liner. Yeah. Like, I believe you. <laughs> Well, that's a little struggle because it's like you see like him throughout the whole movie, like a like you see him doing all these things where you're like, oh, he does, but then like he just becomes colder and colder. Yeah. And but just... also, oh my god! Well, so we'll get into it pretty soon. But this is the next scene is the big scene, like probably like the biggest set piece of the movie. Yeah, there's two that I think are like so iconic, which is the scene where the Tommy Gun hitmen try to kill Leo, Ooh. and he is just. Super badass. Yes. Okay, so, like, you see the smoke coming up the floor, and you just see him, like, just, like, having it ahead of time, like, he knows what's going to happen, and then it's like, whoa. Like, he, it's one it's of the most... It's so tight. You see the, 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 the music, too. I was just, like, I was, like, on the edge of my seat, because I was, like... The and the fact so that perfect. the music is, like, within the scene... Yeah. ...makes it, like, ten times better. Yeah, like, exactly. a little trick. Just put the music in the scene, like uh, stuck in the middle with you, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, like it's naturally within the movie. Like it just makes it. It's so perfect. More realistic. <laughs> I love that whole shootout too, and like, like I again, I love like the over dramatic, like Tommy Gun shooting and everyone just yes. flailing around. And well, so if you watch the behind the scenes on the straight up, I don't know if there's like a super DVD. Uh, oh, did you watch? I watched the, the straight the straight up DVD, and Barry Sonnenfeld, the, the cinematographer on this movie, who later directed his own stuff, mm-hmm. he talks about like the storyboards, and they show a comparison of this scene, and this scene was like straight up choreographed. Oh. 100% ahead of time. And it like it feels so good. Yeah. And this I, is the scene where he's under the bed and he shoots the guy yes. in the leg. Which is like the probably one of the most iconic like oh what a cool thing to like they do it in Scarface they do it in a bunch of action movies like just shoot him in the leg first yeah. and then you can shoot him in the head I'm always shocked at how anybody in these movies like how anybody can like even be like oh they can escape a Tommy gun being shot because it's like so many bullets going all right. over the place I'm like how do they always like get out of like not like getting hit by Tommy guns I don't know <laughs> uh Tommy gun Tommy gun uh-huh. <laughs> um so yeah, the the scene sort of has that that, fa- and I love when the guy's flailing about. He's shooting his own Tommy gun, and then he shoots his own feet. And it's like he 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 empties like half a clip into this guy. So I was wondering, yeah. are there any other movies or scenes where someone gets it way more than the other person, or like from the tone of the movie, like any overkill scenes? Mm. Yeah, the uh, I thought about this a lot, and I, I had trouble like thinking about something because the only thing that I kept thinking about, like, what's the like, worst like death scene where it was just like, and it just naturally went to like torture type of movies where it's just like overkill that way. So like the first thing I thought of, which is totally unrelated in every way, but that movie Snowtown, did you ever see that movie? No. Okay, so it's, a, it's an Australian film about the Snowtown murders. Yeah. Uh, so this is like, I think the movie was made in like 2011 or something like that. But anyway, it's like this really, really gruesome scene where the guy just takes so long to like kill somebody and I'm just like, ugh, like, like it's way, I'm like, just stop showing this. Like, I'm gonna stop it now. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Well, mine are a little more silly. Uh, yeah, like so more like like um like just more like dramatic. Yeah, like, I thought like, of Crank. There's a part where like someone uses someone who was suffocated and, uh, and everything. He uses him as like a human shield, and the guy gets shot like ten more times while he's already dead. Uh, Robocop's a good one too. That was I wrote that one down. Yeah. Like the guy gets like head two oh nine. He just oh, like, like melting, perforated, just bodily. Uh, it's so great though. Um, and then uh, have you ever seen Hard Boiled? Uh-uh. Uh, it's a John Woo movie. Like, the thing that I love about Hard Boiled is that in any other action movie where you just take one bullet to kill someone, this guy takes, like, 
eight bullets to kill someone so like even though his gun has a hundred bullets it's just like it's a ratio issue like why would i want to watch a movie where he just shoots someone (laughs) once when i can watch him shoot someone eight times yeah but the thing that i thought of was sin city have you seen sin City? oh yeah i've seen the yellow bastard he like stabs him he rips off his junk and then he punches his face into the like i forgot about that that's such a great overkill that's a perfect one yeah, I didn't think too much about it. Um, <laughs> this movie is very thick and dense, so I kind of want to just... I don't know if we're even going to get through. Yeah. Like, we haven't even gotten through half of it. Well, I want to talk about Leo, too. Like, him just being such a badass in that thing yeah. where he, like, jumps out the window and then he, like, goes back up and shoots the guy in the window. Like, and this made me think, like, oh, man, he's such a badass. And I, like... It made me uh, this kind of, like, w- you know, think about, like... Um, like just the shootouts in the film in general. Like there's yeah. so like there's so many good shootouts, so many good like people going against each other. I thought about like if you could like take like your pick of badasses throughout movies and have them together in some kind of shootout or some kind of throwdown. Yes. Well, like, I thought of a team. So a my team. guys don't fight each other. Oh, they, they fight don't. other people. Oh. They're friends. My people are friends. Okay. That's a that's interesting a big, take on that. That's a big distinction. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you have a team of people that are... I have a are, team. They okay. work together. It's like that. They like each other. Okay. Because I don't want them to fight each other. I want them to fight back. I'm so much darker than you. Yes, you are. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> I'm a sadistic fool. <laughs> my team of bad guys... I limited myself to five people. I thought five is a, is a fine number. Yeah. My first guy was from Hard Boiled, Inspector Tequila UN. Mm. And at first I put John Wick... And I'm like, I mean, everyone knows John Wick, but if you haven't seen Hard Boiled, go out and watch Hard Boiled. Such a good movie. The kill count is like over 200, I think. And that's not like, oh, in Deep Impact, technically the asteroid hits and like a million people die. I was going to say, like bombs go off and like 100 people die. Like Lord of the Rings, like, well, technically a ghost army and those people (laughs) die. Like, no, you (laughs) see like 200 people get shot in this. Like no big battle scenes where it's like, well, I guess like technically maybe like, no, the like this movie is insane. Uh, so that guy is kind of like my John Wick, my like my proto John Wick type. He's very like kinetic and gun heavy and like gun gun fu type stuff. Mm. My other guy is William Money from uh, Unforgiven. Okay, you, know, you shoot women and children. That's right. I shoot women and children. I kill anything on this earth that crawls. And now I'm here to kill you. <laughs> like, oh, Ooh. I love, love that part. And th- so he, like, if if tequila is more of my crazy gunman, William Money, back in his heyday specifically, when he when he was more vicious, yeah, he's my calm and cool gunman. He's my old westerny mm. cowboy who who has a shotgun and can stand there while bullets fly around him and just like just like shoot someone dead. Next, I have. I love Constantine so much. I will try to fit you it into any. Love I love this movie so much. So much. <laughs> so, Midnight from Constantine, played by Jimon Hansu. He's like a super badass. Yeah. And he he uses magic. He's like a witch doctor type of mm-hmm. person, and he uses magic. So I thought, well, I can't just have guns. I gotta have a little bit of magic. What if you come up against some like magic yeah. guy? What if you come up against like a uh, like an Ethan brother Harry Potter who's Why does more it sound dark like a World of Warcraft like thing? Like, it is. Like, it's kind quick. of is. I guess he like draws little circles <laughs> with symbols in them, and he creates summons He's like the, the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> so then my next pick was L Driver from oh. Kill Bill. I didn't want to pick the bride because it's like okay, the bride. She's really cool. But L Driver, I love L Driver. Daryl yeah. Hannah is so awesome in this movie. Yeah. I love the bad. I thought I should have a bad guy on my list for like more. Like if I need something really dirty done, I can go to L yeah, and be like, like hey, get blood on his hands. Yeah. So L Driver, and she, even though she can use guns, she she can fight dirty, and she also uses swords. Right. So I need to have a sword person. Yeah. My last person, gotta go with comic relief, right? Yeah. Ash. Ash from Evil Dead. Oh, That's your guy. <laughs> wow. Like, he gets shit done, yeah. but he's also, he's going to throw out some wisecracks. Yeah, that group has got so charming. Yeah. <laughs> you throw in Ash with any of these characters, and you got a lovable little group. So, hmm. th- I love this question. I, yeah. I, like, again, I have different categories for like okay one crazy guy one comp guy one good (laughs) i could do this all day but i'm curious to know yours yeah because i picked mostly villains (laughs) because i'm like villains get shit done yeah that's true um but it's funny that you mentioned that you picked uh l from um 
kill Bill because the one bad guy you didn't pick. <laughs> yes, I picked the bride. The bride. I picked course. Uma Thurman yeah. in my group, and I want them to fight each other. Oh. Um, because I don't know. I just well, I, if our team, if my team fought your team, oh. my team would win because your team would be too busy fighting each other. That's true. So. Well, maybe we can we can pin our teams against each other. Maybe they can work it out. But yeah, I mean Uma Thurman, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean she's amazing. She uh, sword fighter. She wears a nice yellow suit, yeah. and uh, you know she's uh, wardrobe is key. She's a mom, so obviously yeah. she's <laughs> driven. <laughs> she could put all the other members in line. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, then uh, I picked um, that character. Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because I uh, think that would be really funny, and I also yeah. feel like he would do all sorts of crazy stuff in it, right. and it would be funny. He to would <laughs> sexually molest his uh, his targets. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I picked him, but it just sounded it's like, like a movie badass. He's yeah. unpredictable. You need an unpredictable, unpredictable character. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they, these are fighting each other, so they're all going to die. Right. Like my, in my group, yeah. they all die. Okay. So it was just like, who do I want to see like fight and then die? Yeah. Uh, so he was one of them. Don't really like his character that okay. much. Like he's not. A, I'm not a fan necessarily okay. of him, but I wanted him to be in my group. Uh, and then I picked. Uh, I went to uh, back to connection to Fargo. <laughs> Peter Stormare, yeah, <laughs> from Fargo. Um, Another your your team is full of unpredictable people. Yeah, I think I really I don't know. Maybe there's a theme there. Like, yeah. why am I automatically drawn to all these <laughs> off the off the wall uh, people? I don't know. Peter Stormare is great, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I just had that on my brain from last week, and I couldn't stop thinking about sure, him. Sure, so. he makes an impression. He's in my group, you know, and oh. he's also, you know, he gets things done. He yeah. doesn't think too much about it. No. So he would either be the first one to, yeah win or die or <laughs> uh, then I picked uh, uh, another one a Tyler Durden from Fight <laughs> Club alright <laughs> yeah I he's, you both he's are, good at fighting yeah I'm being judged really hard right now I wish everyone could see <laughs> it's your I'm, list yeah it's, it's your m- list it's, my it's not li- right it's not wrong this is my list <laughs> like a moviezilla <laughs> <laughs> like a bridezilla um, and then I picked a little girl from the ring yeah. Samara is her name. Samara, okay. Not like Hit Girl or some other. No, Samara. Okay, okay Samara. Because you know, I wanted to include, wanted to be diverse and include a child in this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because Courtney likes killing children. <laughs> no. Well, she would win, hopefully. Okay, yeah, she's already dead. Anyways, that's my badass right. team. It's a good list. <laughs> Thank it's you good so list. much. I mean, if I knew that they had to fight each other, maybe. Yeah. But mine's, mine's like a hit squad. Yeah. They were, I'm their boss. I'm their... They're, I'm Charlie, and they're my angels. Right. Yeah, yeah those are great. <laughs> Yours is very good. Uh, so I want to blast through what happens next. Yeah, let's which, do that. Uh, we go to the Shenandoah Club, and Leo kicks Tom out, because Tom's like, I'm sleeping with Verna. And that's how I know that you are making a terrible decision. Right. Quick question. Leo punches Tom. Tom falls into some lady's bosom, and she yells <laughs> and screams and hits him away, and it, she runs away. Yeah. Is there any moment that that comes out to you of like just women yelling in movies oh well i mean the one that comes to me immediately is joan crawford and mommy dearest <laughs> she just is yelling in that i've movie. never seen that movie you've never seen that movie no oh no. she's a, she's it's a classic yeah right? she yells you know about wired hangers. Right. i know that scene okay it's a very famous scene but yeah that's a good one yeah what about you sam raimi who obviously ash from evil dead and all that stuff sam raimi's worked with coen brothers a lot at the beginning i think maybe the coens kind of picked up some of that stuff yeah especially this being earlier in their career Dark Man is not only one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. It's I I recommend it to everyone that I see. Yeah. Uh, I just hi, my name is Brett. Have you seen Dark Man? <laughs> um, <laughs> that movie has a scene where a guy falls out a window and then we cut to Dark Man and he's he's got the mask on of the guy who just fell out the window and this lady's sitting at like this bus stop or something and she looks at the guy who fell. She looks at Dark Man and she looks at the guy who fell and she looks at Dark Man and like she looks at the guy who fell and she looks at Dark Man and she looks at the guy who fell and she looks at it and she's like, oh what's good? And then she just starts screaming whoa it's so funny that movie is so great it's just it's i love live action cartoons yeah i'll check that one out um we go to tom's house tom calls for casper um and verna visit him so basically tom's gonna switch sides but what we don't know right away is that tom's basically a double agent this whole time this is all like he's he's a disruptor he's a saboteur he goes in and he's just gonna shake up casper's operation but leo doesn't know this so like he's 
deep in like it's his own plan that he formulated but you don't really know if maybe he intended this the whole time i think really what happens is tom just wants out yeah and this is his way to do it but things did kind of fall into place for him in certain parts right yeah but he doesn't want to leave his friend in a bad spot because he knows if he goes toe to toe with casper he's gonna lose so he wants out so he 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 has the public falling out with tom Mm -hmm. but his one last gift he's gonna fuck things up for Casper. So then we do go to Casper's office. We get Odul and uh, the mayor. The um, mm-hmm. you know uh, basically he sets up this idea that that uh, Bernie and Mink are are together. But they go they get Bernie. Famous scene oh, of Bernie God. begging for his life. Such a good scene. Tom doesn't want to do it. Can't do it. It's it's very like a dumb animal. <laughs> um, Look in your heart. It's very good. But then. So he doesn't do it. He lets him go. We get a phone call, uh, and he tell he he calls Mink, and again we we get just more Tom just laying things out, kind of like throwing things up in the air or up against the wall to see what sticks. We go back to Casper's office. Basically, he's just, again he's just figuring things out. Um, but then we go to Verna's house and the Dane shows up and the Dane is is pretty much this is where the Dane starts to be a bigger and bigger threat. Right. He's starting to catch up to Tom. And he's like threatening Tom. And he just yeah. needs evidence. But Verna gets away, that great scene of, you know, oh, how do I know you won't kill me? I won't won't be able to kill you twice. Oh, guess what? Good news for you. I believe you. <laughs> great stuff. Um then we go to Bernie comes fucking back. To Tom, the great scene of like, oh, how'd you know it was me? Like, oh, because you knocked and then entered. Oh, your, your other friends wouldn't enter. No, they wouldn't knock. Oh, like, yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Like, talk about huge mega movie twists. Like, mm-hmm. this is a bombshell of yeah. a twist. Bernie comes back. You're like, what? What are you doing, man? You had to just stay away. Bernie like you're supposed comes, to. Uh, and so, uh, if but here's the other thing is Tom, fucking unflappable Tom. Yeah. Can't be flapped. Yeah, he just like smiles when he sees him too, and like yeah. he, he really is totally like stone faced uh, like about everything. But if you could have Tom working behind the scenes, so like not insert Tom into a movie, maybe. Yeah. But like if you could have him behind the scenes working out another character's problems, who would you? Hmm. I'm very curious. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think. If if he could, if he had to be like a so if the pro, like, he was like a fixer for someone else. Oh, okay. So maybe somebody in a bed. <laughs> well, so let me, here's here's who I picked. Okay. Hunter Thompson in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas <gasps> is very similar in the fact that he bluffs his way through the whole movie. But could you imagine Tom going back to every scene Hunter Thompson was in and having to convince them like, no, really, this man is a reporter and he is doing actual work. Like, mm. I think it'd be so cool of like just seeing him interact with these characters of like, this guy just trashed a hotel room. Like, yeah, listen, you're going to take it and you're going to like it. Or, you know. Like, yeah. I just think that'd be so cool seeing Tom go around Vegas, especially like if you had like a 30s-ish Vegas, an old school Vegas. Even oh though that God, doesn't that's fit. A, that's li- that is such a perfect like example of that. <laughs> I had a hard time thinking of this one. Yeah. I thought about like those people that had like really bad problems that he could help them get out of. Like I thought of like, uh, I don't know, like uh, misery. <laughs> I don't know, something where you could help somebody right. escape something. Okay. Yeah, so, but yeah. I love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I can totally see that, too. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish <laughs> that could melt together somehow. Maybe, maybe somehow. Maybe in the future. <laughs> um, so, to, yeah, Bernie visits him. We go back to the Shenandoah Club, and uh, the cops raid that place, which, mm-hmm. again, shows that, uh, you know, the cops all over. Basically, we'll just cut to a bunch of crazy stuff happens. Basically, we'll just cut to, um, let's see, we're back at Tom's house, and Mink is, at this point, it's official. Mink is the body in the forest, oh, right. and they revisited it. Okay, so we're talking about the scene where they drag him into the forest. Are we on that? Well, we've moved past that. Okay. Basically, He throws yeah. up, but they find the body, and he's, okay, good. Yeah, well, so, I mean, let's just end the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, okay. This is a hard one to, to end, but... Yeah. Um, 
So the end is basically when you kind of reveal like basically, Tom's plan. Well, Tom, the Dane is going to kill Tom. Then right. Casper comes in and saves him last minute. And that Kills the boxer, the Drop Johnson, is yelling, which is a great scene because he's like yelling like a gorilla, like he was called. His arms are oh. out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that such a great so scene because the man is not smart enough to articulate to John Polito, to Casper, like, you are being duped right now. But, yeah. like, the danger of, like, you're making the wrong decision, yeah. it comes out. And it's a very tense scene, but it's also very hilarious. It is so funny. And it's, like, it's so heightened. Like, how can you make a decision when that's happening? It's right. Like, oh, shut up. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so then and, oh, I always tell my kids, put one in the brain. It's just covered in blood. <laughs> and, like, you see, like, in that scene, you see how Casper rose the ranks in Leo's uh, assassination scene where he yeah. escapes. You see how Leo rose through the ranks and like they're yeah. still on top for very obvious reasons. But basically, Tom bluffs. Uh, what's his? Uh, he bluffs Casper into going to his house where Bernie's going to be. So he knows there's going to be a shootout. He mm-hmm. doesn't really know who's going to win, but he bluffs Bernie when Bernie calls him out on that, saying, "I knew that you would have the drop on him." Yeah. He takes the gun and then he's like, "Listen." I gotta kill I'm gonna you kill now. you now. And he's like, and then, you know, Bernie tries to give him the same right. old thing again. Like, oh, look in your heart. Uh, yeah. All I gotta do is squirt a few off and you'll let me go. <laughs> and, so, and I love that scene earlier when he's like, this is a very humiliating thing for me. So now I have to torture you for that because you witnessed me at my weakest. It's like yeah. this very machismo. Like the whole gangster thing is very machismo. But that scene, the very un the the very the least masculine person in the movie is so ashamed of it that he has to come back and like torture our main seek, character yeah seek his revenge or whatever so then obviously this Vern is like hey I want you to marry me to Leo and then oh, Tom yeah. is like uh, okay so here I did this for you now we're even but I'm out and then Leo tries to get him to come yeah, yeah. Leo tries to get him to come back to work for him in any other movie that was the most he disappointing thing for me about Verna I was like oh she's going oh, back to she's Le- going <laughs> well the, the, the smart play is now that her brother's dead yeah she needs just security Right. right, and Leo has the most security. Yeah, that makes sense for her, I guess. But I was still disappointed. I don't think, yeah. oh, she oh, has no. potential to like be cool and badass. But no, she's a she's, she's a the grifter. worst. <laughs> she's, she's those fucking grifters. <laughs> she is the worst. You know who else my favorite character is? Some of my, the funniest scenes I thought in this movie were the scenes with Casper's son. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so the funny g- where he hits him in the face <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, did someone hit you? Did someone hit you?" <laughs> you gotta be firm with kids. <laughs> yeah. he's like. Mustard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you only had a hot He's dog. sharp as a whip. <laughs> um, great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Such a filling movie. Yeah. <laughs> we're de- so I, I noticed there was one question that you, you didn't mention was about the, the devil thing. I thought you were going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Gabriel Byrne plays the devil. And last week, Praise yeah. the Storm Air played the devil. Oh, my God. So Gabriel Byrne plays the devil in uh end of days mm-hmm. starring arnold schwarzenegger one of my top three favorite actors <laughs> and i wanted to know this time if you could pick any cast member from this movie starring specifically with arnold schwarzenegger to play the devil yeah definitely casper's son <laughs> okay it'd be perfect like that like little like overindulge yeah. like the you know the yeah he's like the the gluttony <laughs> Right, like, like maybe Arnold. Example. So Arnold is Arnold is the devil's hitman, and the devil is just this childish just little, like, like I want this man king. <laughs> yeah, like a little like, <laughs> and Arnold has to like go out and kill like these a little people, emperor like, baby yeah. devil. <laughs> and then he has to betray him. Obviously, Arnold has to betray him. Obviously, and I think like if the kid like got into a giant mech suit or something, like, <laughs> a giant devil, like a big robotic red devil, and like Arnold had to fight this giant machine. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good... I, yeah. I would watch that movie. Yeah, I, I would too. That sounds pretty good. What about you? I... Obviously, I think like John Polito would be the sort of obvious one, especially because of uh, Twins and Junior. You have this like Danny DeVito kind of chemistry. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, and I think Danny DeVito is very similar to, to him in that regard. Yeah. But I really think J.E. Freeman in this role mm. of like this like like Arnold is such a ginormous muscle man goliath of a human being that like if Arnold punched J.E. Freeman's jaw like Arnold's hand would break you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. because because J.E. Freeman is so stoic and, so and angry in this movie like I think bulky. that would be a pretty good yeah that is know. a good one I like yeah. that one um but Enough of Miller's Crossing. Yeah, wow. Uh, we had to shove that down our throats at the end. <laughs> yeah, um, that was rough. I, I hope like... you saved room. 
for dessert. Woo! So uh, this is the part where we play a game, and the game that we decided to play is the same game as last time. That's right. This is where we each have five movies. We have five movies taglines, and then two movies to pair with each one, and we have to try to guess which movie's which. Yes. So do you want to go first? I would love to go first. Okay. What? Is, and maybe some of these movies are related. Maybe some of them. To Miller's Crossing. Sometimes. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but uh, we can make the connection. I sure. can really go out sure. there. Let's okay. figure it out as we go. I, I just really love Just like Tom, we will be unflappable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like me, I'm pretty sure I'm the unpredictable <laughs> one of this group and you're yeah. the unflappable one. I right. think we've I did, discovered the, the dynamic between I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my first one is uh, Some Memories Are Best Forgotten. Is that Memento or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Jeez. Memento. Yes, you're right. Because it's not about forgetting memories in Eternal Sunshine. That's true. But it could easily... No. <laughs> I saw through like, that it could trip. It, could trip no. some, it would have tripped me up, maybe. No. <laughs> Memento's a good movie. Yeah, but it's about memories, so... But right. yeah, Memento's a great movie. A Nervous Romance. Is that Annie Hall or When Harry Met Sally? Oh, Annie Hall. Yeah, it yes. is Annie Hall. Yes. But the connection there, it's obviously not when Harry met Sally, because that movie's about getting together. This movie is about Tom and Leo breaking up, and Annie mm, Hall's a breakup movie. This is true. a breakup movie. Yeah, it is, kind of. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, definitely, she... kind of. <laughs> definitely, totally is, sort of. <laughs> kind of. Uh, go ahead. Um, uh, okay, this next one is um, The First Casualty of War is Innocence. Ooh. Is that Apocalypse Now or Platoon? Platoon. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, at this. There's no one innocent in Apocalypse Now, I feel. Yeah. Platoon is the Willem Dafoe character, right? He's like Tommy Gunn down. He's like yeah. waving his arms around. Like, could you imagine that instead of slow motion? It was like sped up. Like, uh, like what's that guy? The famous. Like, oh, like, uh, Benny Hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that music and he's like shaking and they're shooting him. I'm sure there's like a, like a three minute edit of that scene on YouTube. Somewhere. Yeah. And that kind of connects to most right. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Okay. This is such a dumb catchphrase or tagline. Outwit, outspy, outsmart, outplay, then get out. <laughs> oh my God. Is that uh, central intelligence or duplicity? Okay. Whoa. Okay. Outwit, outwit, outspy, outsmart, outplay, then get out. Okay. Central intelligence or duplicity? Central intelligence. No. No? No. Okay. Uh, Duplicity, which is a movie, just like Miller's Crossing, is kind of a movie about spies, but they're not in the military. Duplicity is a movie about spies, but they're not in the military. Mm, so interesting. So that was your connection. Good, good. Yeah. Duplicity, also, for those who haven't seen it, really good movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, actually, so I was just picking the one that I had seen. Um, okay. Uh, this next one is... Um, <laughs> If these are not related at all, if at first you don't succeed, lower your standards. Okay. Is that Joe Dirt <laughs> or Tommy Boy? Joe Dirt. Uh,. No, it's no? Tommy Boy, oh. and Tommy Boy connects to Miller's Crossing because Tommy Gun. Tommy guns. Boy, Tom, it's uh, Tommy Gun. <laughs> Tommy Gun, Tommy Boy. I was gonna put the mask on this movie because of Tommy Gun, but you picked it last week. And yeah. I was like, oh. oh, could I bluff you from zero to hero? Could I bluff you on that? And I was Probably. like, no, but maybe. <laughs> I'm kind of dumb. You're unpredictable. Let's, I would say unpredictable. Definitely unpredictable. I wouldn't say dumb. Not to your face. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, maybe. Yeah, sure. The show has been canceled, but the adventure is just beginning. Is that Galaxy Quest or Serenity? Galaxy Quest. It is Galaxy yeah. Quest. You I didn't feel like fall I, for the Serenity Firefly TV show? No, because I, I feel like I knew that. I've, I've also seen Galaxy Quest a lot. It's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. In Galaxy Quest, uh, Tim Allen has to bluff his way through a bunch oh, of situations. that's good. That's your connection. I like that. Yeah. My next one is... Um, Last one, right? Oh, is this the last one? Sure. Uh, after a night they can't remember, comes a day they'll never forget. Is that Hangover or Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, Hangover. 
No, dude, where's my car? I was going to say hangover before you were even done. <laughs> oh, really? Just like last week with waiting. That's why I knew it was a good one. Ah, you get tripped up on these lists. You, ah, you got me. <laughs> yeah. You tagline, you threw me down, taglined me. Yeah. You know, my, uh, yeah, I have a, a very sophisticated sense of <laughs> love of movies that I can trip you up at any time. Right. Any of those caliber movies. Uh, <laughs> Finally, for mine, the great, uh, the return of the great adventure, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought I could get you again. <laughs> Can't get, get you. Can't get you. Unflappable. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just a dizzy it's, day. <laughs> it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the connection being. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, that guy has the poker. He's putting it in Karen Allen's face. Yeah. And she's like, I'll talk, I'll talk. He's like, I know. <laughs> and this, this scene is like, oh, you're going to kill me. Oh, guess yeah. what? I believe you. Huh? Oh. So it's that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Well. That's it. Hopefully we can. I want to keep track of these, honestly. I want to keep score. Uh, I'll, I'll start keeping score. I'll, I'll go back. I've been keeping score. Oh, very nice. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So that's that's, uh, our producer, Donna. Yeah, that's our producer, Donna. Love Uh, Donna. uh, I've been listening to a lot of um, uh, Feature This, which is on their Gary Busey Town Massacre. I had no idea that uh, fan edits were such a big thing. But uh, I think we hope to have her on. I think we hope to maybe be on a show of theirs. I think think we didn't do it last time. But thanks to Body Tape for having us yeah. as part of their family. These guys are awesome. It's a good family are to be part of. <laughs> um, so should we get into what we're going to do for... No. No, because we're going to do plugs. For yes. Them. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Stop it, Corny. Settle down. <laughs> Let me run this show. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, plugs, is, you know, again, you can find me Twitter, Kortnikovia, and then I have a lot of comedy shows coming up. If I you love just, that name, Kortnikovia. Kortnikovia. <laughs> Sounds so exotic. Um, and then I have a lot of comedy shows coming up, yes. so if you just look me up on Last Gas Comedy, it's like the Austin comedy, you'll see all the shows that I have. They have like an updated calendar of all the shows I'm doing, so awesome. look up Courtney Peterson there. How about uh, you? I am on Twitter, Punch Brett's Face, Brett with one T, and I'm also on Letterboxd, uh, letterboxd.com slash one good thing. I try to write one good thing about every movie that I see. Uh, it's such a nice little idea. I try to be positive about every movie. Uh, and I just do you have any movie that you really, really hate? Yeah. That you don't have anything good to say about? Kind of. There's usually one good thing in a movie. So the thing is, like, if, if I hate the movie, then it's pretty much just going to be, hey, this movie, here's the one good thing. Okay, bye. Yeah. But if I like the movie, I'm going to write more about the one good thing and maybe tie it into the greater oh. aspect of the movie. So, cool. Um, also, yeah. we're, uh, you find us on however you find podcasts. I don't need to tell you how to find this podcast. Well, you already found it. Yeah, and Save uh, Movies has a Twitter now. Give Yes, which is Save Room, the number four movies. You can also email us. We need ideas for, I think the Coens, we got it figured out. So don't email us any <laughs> Coen Brother movies. But for future seasons, for future movies, we would love the help. Um, yeah. Also, give a review us on Twitter. That helps people find you. Yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, what movie are we going to watch next week, Courtney? I have so, no idea. No idea. And I, I think, to, based on my conversation earlier and how weird I got tonight, I think I was having a weird day. But I decided I'm going to stick with the uh, the dark comedy thriller uh, thing. I really wanted to go into. So I actually picked a movie that I only saw once in college, and I, at the time I didn't appreciate it or I didn't really like it at the time. But uh, I'm picking Lady Killers. Whoa. 2004 Lady Killers. That's one of my weak spots on Co. I've never seen it. Oh, really? You've never seen I've that? I've never seen it. Yeah, I saw it once in college, but I remember like like people were just like, it had gotten some bad reviews and all these pretentious film kids were like, eh, like saying all these like dumb things about it. So I had like a, you know, I haven't given it a fair shot, I don't think. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's- you just said whatever they said. Yeah, you was- were impressionable. Oh my God. You <laughs> wanted to go with the flow. Yeah, I was in film school. But now you're your own independent woman. I am strong. Things have changed for you and for women, mm-hmm. and no one's going to kill this lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. As, well, as always. Uh, save room for movies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Save 
Чуть-чуть